0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of The Views from the 573 Podcast. Hope y'all are having a good Friday. I I hope that's not a pun today, or if it is, well, there you go. Um, But I hope you guys are having a good day so far as we head off into the weekend. A few things to wrap up here from this week that we should talk about. A couple basketball things with the men's and women's tournament that we'll discuss with both those getting wrapped up earlier in the week. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss some more baseball stuff. Yeah, we we are talking more baseball here. There's been some new stats about the new rules that have been implemented to kind of help shorten the game that are really interesting and in the to look at as uh, as we're only still only a few days into the new season, but still it's noticeable and uh It's something to take a look at as we progress further into the season. And, of course, we got NBA playoffs. They're getting started next week as we got two games, about two or three games for every team now as the play-in tournament gets started next week with those games and we start playoff action, actually, instead of the play-in tournament, start that next Saturday. So uh, we're we're about at that time where the with the second season and probably the most important season of the NBA, and that is the postseason. And so, you know, me and Charles, we'll get together next week and we'll talk about it. There's no really good way to you know, talk about the playoffs with the play in tournament happening around the same time. So regardless, we're gonna talk about it anyway. Even if there's some a couple of hypotheticals, but we'll talk about that next week, and dive on into playoffs some some of the matchups to look at, um, see who is going to make it out. I'm pretty sure Charles's thoughts on who's going to make it out hasn't changed, but uh, we'll talk about that next week. So without further ado, uh, let's get started with this week's show with the tournament, the men's and women's tournament. Uh, Start with the women's tournament, which has been the talk of this week, but for reasons other than uh, the game, actually, which was really fun and was a really high-scoring affair with LSU scoring over 100 points, uh, the largest total uh, scored there in, in that tournament. And it was a really awesome tournament by LSU and Iowa, and... If you look back to our preview for both the men's and women's tournament, Rebecca, shout out Rebecca for actually calling the championship game and also calling the winner of the championship game. She called LSU and Iowa, and she said LSU would win that matchup, and she got both right on. So props to her for getting both those things right. It's very hard to do. Um, you know, you take a look at the women's bracket; those two teams, you could see them winning it. You could, you could have seen Stanford, which was our mascot pick, uh, making it. UConn with their history, and South Carolina with how dominant they've been. This close to all SEC final there, which would have had an undefeated team and a two-loss team, uh, both from the SEC. So. We're just one game away from that. But Caitlin Clark said, nope, we're we're not going to let that happen. But uh, again, th- the game has been talked about for all the other reasons and beside the actual game. And uh, talking about, of course, Angel Reese has been the center of that. And that whole situation with the uh, you can't see me thing. I-, I don't have a problem with that. It seems like everybody else has a problem with it, except for the two that are involved. They're like, it, it, it's fine. It's part of the game. Um, so, you know, it, the walking around might have been a little bit too much and the whole disrespect from uh, from leaving what, South Carolina's players open in the semifinal game, disrespecting the SEC. It, like, listen, as far as SEC goes, I couldn't care less about the other teams. I'm focused more on my team, at least that's how I would think that through. But uh, I don't have a problem with it. You know, it's trash talk. You know, again, the only two that don't have an issue with it seems like are, are the two that are directly involved with it. You know, they're saying, hey, look, it's part of the game. If you can't you know, talk trash and not take it back when it's thrown right back at your face, then don't do it. But, uh, you know, it's not a problem. And, you know, I, you know, when I saw it happen, I was like, oh boy, well, we know what this is going to get into. And sure enough, it, it, that's what it, the discourse this week around it has exactly gotten into what I expected it to. So congrats LSU though, on an amazing season. Bring another title to the SEC. You know, I'd rather it be Tennessee, so congrats to them. Uh, Two-loss team, and, you know, you, you know, you kind of wondered if the SEC was going to bring one home, whether it was going to be LSU or South Carolina, with how good those two teams have been. with Again, with only up until South Carolina uh, losing to Iowa, only two losses between the two of them. And LSU had two of them. Uh, Still crazy to think about. But, um, of course, again, the game has been talked about for all the other reasons beside the game. But congrats to LSU. Congrats to Iowa on great seasons. uh, Bringing a lot of people to uh, the women's tournament this year with uh, their awesome play and how awesome they've been to watch. Uh, So it, it was a pretty good watch on Sunday but, again, you've had all this discourse and so on. But, nonetheless, it was a good game on a Sunday. Now to the men's game, which featured San Diego State and UConn. And ended with UConn winning. Uh, San Diego State had a tough time of it in the first half. UConn felt like they left a lot of points on the board in that first half. And you know, there's a lot of talk about Jordan Hawkins and how he how he's fighting some sort of sickness here in the last couple of days before the game. Uh, but he looked good. That that whole team, UConn, looked good. And I believe this is their fifth title that they've won. And Listen, I think we gotta start talking about UConn being a blue blood. Uh, I mean, listen, we talk about Kentucky and Duke, North Carolina. Believe this, UConn seems like they've won the title a lot more recently than Kentucky has. Uh, we've seen Duke win it here recently. We've seen North Carolina here win it recently. we got to start adding UConn to the Blue Blood conversation with the performances they've had in tournaments past with the players that they've had come through that program that have been really really good, and with the coaches they had that consistently win there, whether it's Calhoun or Kevin Ollie or now Dan Hurley, I think you gotta start putting them in the conversation and talking about them in the same breath as Kentucky. Kansas, Duke, whoever whoever else you want to throw in there and start to say, hey, this is a team, this is a blue blood to watch out for. And, you know, that's what happened this year. Not a whole lot of people thought a lot about them preseason. Got off to a really good start. One of the best teams in the country. I believe they were number one. And then they had a little bit of a stretch there where things happened. They fell off a little bit, but then they found their stride at the right time. And that's what the tournament's all about, It's finding your stride at the right time and getting hot. And that's what happened with UConn uh, this year. And also, they win again at Texas, in a Texas stadium. And it's happened before for UConn here recently. So maybe anytime there's another Final Four being played in Texas, Maybe we should just all pick UConn to win the whole thing because it seems like it's happened two or three times, which is not a whole lot. But again, it's weird that it's happened that many times. So whenever the next Final Four is in Texas, somebody look it up and somebody book UConn to win it because I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. But congrats to the UConn men's team for winning the title this year in a very chaotic tournament. And you could kind of see with how the Final Four played out with the teams we got with Miami facing UConn and Florida Atlantic and San Diego San Diego State that you could see, like, okay, I think UConn is probably going to be the winner here, and that's what happened on Monday night. Which, by the way, why are we having these games this late on Monday night at, what, like eight twenty, eight thirty? Why uh, for all those people on the East coast, it's going to be super late for them It's particularly UConn uh, with them being an hour ahead and them winning the title. <laughs> You're not going to sleep at all. Um. But anyway, congratulations to the LSU women's team, the UConn men's team for winning the titles this year and some fun games in this tournament that, uh, we all adore and that we can't wait to tie back into the madness, uh next year in 2024. So moving on from college basketball, let's talk about the pros here for a quick minute in which we got a couple games left before the play in tournament begins. And there's still a lot of stuff that is unsettled, particularly in the play in scenarios. And of course, Looking in the Eastern Conference right now, the teams in the top five have pretty much got things locked up with Milwaukee being the one seed, Boston being two, Philly being three, the Cavs being four, and the Knicks being five. So we know what matchup we're going to get here in the 4-5 matchup in the East with Cleveland and New York, which should be a, Really fun first round matchup between these two teams, but we still got some stuff that's unsettled down in the six to ten range. You can say that say the same about the West. Brooklyn right now is sitting in that sixth spot, but Miami is on their, is trailing them, and it's only one game to where Miami can go to that sixth spot and potentially see a matchup with the 76ers, whom they just beat last night and played pretty well. Miami's still got a lot to play for. And you're looking at the other spots. So Miami 7, Atlanta is 8, Toronto's 9, and Chicago is 10. Now, I mean, those two spots get interchanged between Atlanta and Toronto. And the reason why that's significant is because whoever... Is playing in that playing game gets is particularly if it's you know Toronto and Chicago and Atlanta. I mean, they're probably looking at road games to start the tournament. So, right now, as currently projected playing matchups, you would have Chicago and Toronto and Atlanta and Miami now. If you're Toronto, do you want to maybe do you want to go to the eighth spot and have to go to Miami and play on the road, or are you fine with just playing in the ninth spot playing a home playing tournament game and playing Chicago and watch what happens with the Oh, with the other teams that are down there, whether it's Miami and Atlanta, or whether it's Brooklyn and Atlanta. Or do you, yeah, so. It's all about matchups here. It, it's the same thing it, with the West. As you're seeing the Mavs sit out a few guys in, in a key spot here. In which the Mavs are, I, I don't even know what's happened with, the um, the Mavericks have just, I don't know if imploded is the right word, but maybe it is. I, I, I'm not really for certain. But, but the way things have gone there since the Kyrie trade, I mean, there's been a lot of other things that have happened since then. But I think, you know, it's a thing that people point to. It's just not been good for Dallas. And now they are out of the playing scenario right now. They are at number 11 right now. They still got some time to make up games and try to get back in the 10th spot. But they got to hurry up. and And it doesn't sound like they're playing their guys and that they're like, you know, we're just fine with not making it. So, looking at the West right now, Denver locked into the one seed. Memphis, I think they're still locked into the two seed as of right now. The Kings are only two games back of them. Uh, For the Kings, they do got a couple games left in which they could actually get 50 wins this year. That's still on the table for them. As they got Golden State and Denver, Denver, it looks like, they're not playing their big-time guys, so that might be a win. It's at Denver, though, so take that into account. They also got Golden State later tonight. Want we'll to see how that goes. That's a home game for Sacramento, so are the Warriors on the road? Yes, and they'll, they'll probably end up losing. Um, so, want we'll to see how that goes. Memphis, on the other hand, has got Milwaukee tonight. It sounds like Milwaukee is not playing some of their guys. It sounds like Giannis, Drew, uh, Lopez. It sounds like they're not playing. So we'll have to see how that goes. That's going on tonight. And then Sunday, you got them going to Oklahoma City. And we'll have to see where OKC is at that point. It's been on my mind. But uh, it's there's a really good chance that... Me and Charles, you can see our new generation of Grizzlies and Thunders team playing in the playoffs, which we, we've we had conversations in the past about how fun those matchups were back in the early 2010s, uh, the Grin-Grind era, the KD-Westbrook-Cardin era, and how fun those games were. And now we might be getting a new generation of those games here in the in the first round, which Again, there's still a lot to play out, but the the thought is fun to think about. But uh, Memphis right now, sing it to Sacramento at three. Phoenix is locked in at four. The fifth and sixth spots are still up for grabs, and <laughs> as well as everything down to number ten, with the Clippers and Warriors right now only being a game ahead of the Lakers and Pelicans. Uh, Clippers right now sit in the 5th spot with the Warriors in the 6th spot so if anything happens there it could be something to look out for and one of those teams could find themselves in the playing tournament uh, right now you got the Lakers sitting at 7 with the Pelicans at 8 and then you got Minnesota and Oklahoma City at 9 and 10 so you could potentially see the Clippers or Warriors fall into that 7th or 8th spot. You know, There's still a couple games left. The Warriors, again, they had the Kings with that game being played tonight. And then they finished out the season at Portland. So they got a couple games they could win. Again, it's a road game for the Warriors, and they have had trouble winning those this year. <laughs> really difficult for them. It's so stupid as to why. I don't get it. But they got those two games, the Clippers. Of course, they just beat the Lakers the other night. They got the Trailblazers coming up. And then they got the Suns coming up on Sunday. So they got two games, one on Saturday, one on Sunday as they close out the season. So they got a couple games there. Phoenix has been playing really good ball here. That could be tough for them. The Lakers at seven right now, they got the Suns tonight. So that could be a potentially big game for them. And maybe they can find themselves up in the sixth spot. And Utah with them, it seems like they have nothing else to play for with them being officially eliminated. So the Lakers potentially have a favorable last two games to get them in the sixth spot and try to get them in the sixth spot and help them set up for a potential matchup with the Kings if the Kings are still there at three. Then you got the Pelicans. It does sound like no Zion for the play-in game and really for... The, the start of the playoffs. Sounds like it's not going to happen. And the Pelicans, they got the Knicks tonight, and then they got Minnesota on Sunday. So, Minnesota has something to play for in that game, too. And so, that that could be a really fun game for those two fighting for play-in, positioning, all that stuff. Maybe you don't have the Knicks playing guys tonight since... Hey, they're settled into the five seed. Let's rest a couple of our guys, and uh, let's go from there. And then looking at the Timberwolves and Thunder uh, for their games, they got the Spurs tonight, which the Spurs have been – I forget who they beat the other night, but it it was kind of a surprise. But they got the Spurs on Saturday, and then they got, again, the Pelicans on Sunday. Uh, That is at home for Minnesota, so that is something to take note of. And then for the Thunder, of course, they're closing out their season at home against uh, Memphis and uh, have that game to close out things for their schedule. So they don't play for – they played last night, beat Utah, and they got a couple of days of rest before their game against Memphis on Sunday. So, it does sound like OKC. They're probably they're probably locked into that tenth spot. It's just everything from five to the nine is super. It's close together. Like the the difference in games between the fifth spot and ninth spot is two games. Um, just that just shows you how condensed, you know. That those spots are right now with a lot still up in the air, and a lot of you know talk about you know who could potentially upset the top seeds if they find a way to win the play-in. So we'll have to see when those games take place next week. But there's still a lot up in the air with the playoff standings with only a few days to go actually just Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So basically this weekend um, to find out who's for sure going to be locked into those playoff spots and the play-in spots as well, as far as seeding goes, that is. But uh, we're going to be in for some exciting matchups again. The only matchup that is set is right now that Cleveland-New York matchup. And if, you know, it, it's probably going to look like Philly versus either Brooklyn or Miami in that 3-6 matchup in the East. So all those matchups in the East look like they are going to happen. And I can't say for certain about who the Suns are going to play in that in the 4-5 matchup because, again, so much of that is still up in the air. So we'll have to see who the Suns play and whoever everybody else plays in the meantime. But uh, we are in for some exciting playoff action. We always are, always look forward to it. And it should be fun to watch who makes it out of the West and who makes it out of the East. And again, me and Charles, will be back next week and we'll talk a little bit more about the games, the matchups, all that good stuff as we get you guys ready for the playoffs starting next weekend. So moving on from the NBA Let's talk a little bit about baseball here for a quick second. As we are about a week into this young season, and already some very eye opening stats about the new rules and the effects that they have had on the game so far. Really kind of noticeable. And. And looking at some of these stats, the time of the game, that's been the one that's been, that a lot of people have been keeping their eye on because of the new pitch clock, all that stuff trying to speed up the game. Well, it does sound like it's worked and has shaved off close to a half hour off the games to where it's about two and a half hours or something like that. And if it's not that, maybe it's a little bit over. Which that's incredible. Again, it, you could say, it, well, it's thirty minutes, but like for for fans, that's pretty important, right there. That it shaves off thirty minutes, right there, of a game, keeps it going, keeps it keeps it sped up, and all that good stuff. But that is really noticeable as to how the new rules with the pitch clock have really kind of already shaped how long these games are just a week into the season to where you have two-and-a-half-hour games instead of games that are over three hours long. Which, two-and-a-half hours, you're like, that's still a long time. Well, yeah, but, like, listen, there's been a... To bring movies into this, there's been a lot of movies recently that are two-and-a-half hours. So, I mean... Listen it's around the same time, and so if you're willing to go see a movie for two and a half hours, it should looking at this should make it like make people say like, "Hey, you know, I can go to a baseball game for two and a half hours, have a fun time, and uh have some fun, but that is noticeable, and also of course, with bigger bases now you're seeing a lot more stolen bases. I think I saw a stat the other day that said the amount of stolen bases on opening day was just so was so much higher than it usually has been in years past. Kind of insane to see like how much of an impact having bigger bases has compared to the past with smaller bases. Didn't think the size of the bases would impact base running and the amount of steals a team could potentially have in which you're going to see a lot of the run game, I think involved a whole lot more in baseball. And it seems like that has already taken effect where you're seeing more stolen bases and also higher batting averages. Um, Which if you're, if you're the MLB, I think you want some more excitement. You want a lot more offense And so far, I think you're getting that. If you're getting higher batting averages, if you're getting more stolen bases, more opportunities to create runs, it's going to be a good watch. And apparently it has been, uh, with the MLB TV, apparently has generated a whole lot of viewership on opening day, in which it was think over in the millions, over 170 million I saw that watched at least a few minutes of opening day. Which was which is completely insane to think about with baseball. We're in this time where we got basketball heating up here with the postseason and all, and all that good stuff. And we got the tournament going on even though they're on their off days. But that is still noticeable to see that there's a lot of people interested in baseball now and and with these new rules and seeing how everything is going to take shape. And so far, a week into the season, it's looked pretty impressive. So we'll have to see how long these trends go, whether the time of the, the games, whether that shifts or not whether we still see more stolen bases, higher batting averages, stuff like that happening games later on in the season. But So far, I think if you're the MLB, I think you've got to be pretty pleased with what you've seen a week into the season. You've got to be really excited about these changes and the effects they're having on the game only a week into the season, in which you're seeing a lot of time shaved off of the games in which you're seeing – it being a half hour shorter, but you're also seeing a lot more offense being generated via stolen bases. A lot of more of these batters are getting higher averages here in the first week. So I think if you're the MLB, you got to say, hey, we're doing pretty good in this first week of the season and hope that it's the sign of things to come as we get deeper into the season, as we get into May, June, July uh, – late into those summer months but uh so far the early returns on these new changes to the MLB have so far been pretty good and I think that is all I have on as far as what to discuss I was thinking about doing an entertainment pod a little bit later today but as I've mentioned in the group chat, there's a lot of movies out that I want to see right now. We've got Dungeons and Dragons, which came out last week that I want to see. We got the new movie Air with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon talking about the story of Michael Jordan signing his shoe deal to Nike, which that's out, and that's gotten really great reviews. And so I want to see that. And then also we got the Mario movie out this weekend, which... Matt and Rebecca have already seen, loved it. Uh, I I do have to, <laughs> I, I do have to make fun of this one, autocorrect in the group chat when talking about it, um, in which, um, Rebecca meant Yoshi, but apparently autocorrect thought it was something else and and put Toshiba <laughs> instead of Yoshi. Um, so <laughs> that that's a funny autocorrect mistake there from Apple. Uh, Gotta love those. But uh, they've already seen it. They already love it. So I got three movies that I want to see. So I may see what I can do this weekend. Maybe see one or two of them. And we can knock out an entertainment pod early next week. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got some new Star Wars news that dropped today. Along with an Ahsoka trailer. We've gotten, speaking of trailers, some Trailers this week with Blue Beetle across the Spider Verse, uh, Secret Invasion. We had a Barbie trailer. It, it's just trailers galore this weekend, um, and then we've also got these movies to talk about. As a, it was a fun-filled March as far as movie going was concerned with Creed, with Scream, with John Wick, um, and, and Shazam, and You know, March just packed with movies. And, of course, Dungeons & Dragons closed it out. But uh, I still got to see those three movies. I want to see at least one of them. And then we can sit down together and we can talk about the month of March and talk talk about these last few weeks in general and uh, kind of what it means, especially in particular with Shazam, which uh, I just saw is heading out on digital later in May, which – or later in April, I forget which, what day it was, but it's coming out pretty soon, and it's like, really? um, And, you know, so maybe we can talk a little bit about that, and, you know, as far as the window from movie release date to um, digital release, all that good stuff, so maybe we can have a discussion on that, but hopefully we can knock that out, early next week and talk about all the stuff going on with the world of movies and all these trailers and any other stuff that pops up here in the next couple of days. So that'll do it for us here, everybody, a little bit of a shorter pod, but nonetheless, uh, thank you guys for tuning in as always. Be sure to go check us out where you guys get your podcasts, whether it be Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Give us a follow over there. Give us a rating and review. Give us a follow on our Twitter account, 573pods. Be sure to go check out the entertainment channel again. Be on the lookout early next week for that pod, talking about all these trailers and movies that have been coming out. Also, Star Wars Strand, we've been talking about it. Hopefully, we can get that knocked out here within the next month as we head towards May the 4th and also that same week. Guardians volume three weekend. Um, So be on the lookout for any other stuff regarding the entertainment channel with that stuff. Again, be on the lookout for a pod coming out next week, but that's all I have for you all this week. Hopefully you all have a good rest of your day. Hopefully you all have a good rest of your weekend and we'll talk to you all next time.